The other, the other, the other movies. Other movies. Hey, Ryan. Hello, David. How are you? Not bad. How are you doing this fine Friday evening? Terrible. Why? Michael Bay effed me in the B. Why? How? How did he do that? Why did you let him do that? We said we were going to review a movie that one of our listeners recommended. And uh, what's your friend's name again? Our number two fan, Alec. Alec, I don't love you anymore because you did this on purpose. This was premeditated enjoyment murder. I'm a busy guy and I I wasted my Thursday night, then I fell asleep, and now my Friday afternoon and night to, to do this podcast T in Transformers stands for terrible. We watched Transformers 5. The last night. Ugh. Uh, but you know what's making it better, Dave? What? We had a super fan stop by. Oh, yeah. She's a new listener. She's a good friend of mine. And she said, I'll come to one of your recordings and bring pizza. And she brought beer and rum. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Ryan. You don't have to talk much, but I really appreciate it. You know what she did? She uh, asked if she could come to the show. I asked Dave. I said yes. And you know what she did, Dave? She watched five hours of Transformers <laughs> last night. And, and if that wasn't enough, she was willing to come listen to us talk about that. So, Sarah, you are uh, our number one fan. Alec, you're our number two, but you are our number one. But you're our number, you're our number one as in the first one. But you're our number two tonight because I hated it. But we'll get into that. I'm Wait, sorry. Alec, if he was number two before, who was number one before? Alec was number one. Yeah, I think so. I think that's how it works. He was the number one fan and the first fan, really, that commented. And then Sarah came along. So He was automatically demoted to number two when he recommended this movie? For me. But Alec, I love you. You're still uh, our, our OG fan. You're still in the tide for one. Sarah's a new fan. She's great. She's one tonight. Uh, yeah. Me. So, Dave, uh, where do we start? If, uh, okay, we start in medieval England, motherfucker. <laughs> That's where we start. Did anybody else start the movie and think that it was the wrong movie? I didn't think that. Yes. I was just like, why? Like, why? I why pa- are we starting here? I paused Netflix and I said, am I watching like Game of Thrones or, yes. or like a Gladiator remake? Like, it felt like the opening scene to Gladiator. You remember that scene? A They're in bit. the woods and the Roman soldiers are fighting the barbarian Germans and in this scene, yeah. King Arthur is in Roman gear. So I guess King Arthur was a Roman-affiliated king. And he's fighting the Saxons, which were a Germanic tribe invading England. And I felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like uh, Game of Thrones, Gladiator, and a little bit of Robin Hood. Because there's fucking, what was the guy's name? The, the wizard. Merlin. Mer. And Lancelot was there. I remember yeah, that. Lancelot was there. The and, whole crew, the whole, the whole round table was there. And, and then I'm like, wait, this is not a Transformers movie. See, I knew it was because I explicitly clicked on Transformers. And oh, yeah, shout out to the fact that this was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, shout out <laughs> to Netflix because usually we got to go on Amazon or eBay and buy these weird movies because Highlander 2, the quickening was hard to find. Deathstalker 2 was a fun one to acquire. Ugh. That one took a while. You know what? I don't remember what I rated Deathstalker 2, but guess what? It might be close tonight. Wait, wait for the you review. So? It was This is like you hate you hate low budget trash and you hate high budget uh, trash. Okay, we'll get into it, but uh this is the sequel uh to Age of Extinction and it's the fifth 
movie in the series. Yes. And I really think that the name Age of Extinction should have been for the franchise because it should have stopped there. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Michael Bay agreed with you. Michael Bay and... But then he came back and did this movie. So Mark- let's, let's keep talking about it. So they're... Terrible. <laughs> so they're in medieval England, right? And uh, they're fighting this war. They're losing a bit. And uh, there's like big explosions already. That was what really like... I think they only wrote this scene so they could be like, how can Michael Bay make shit explode in medieval England? Yeah, fifth century England. He goes, but it's Michael Bay. It's like, they're going to have the coolest catapults ever. It was like... Catapult lava that explodes. (laughs) Michael Bay presents medieval Europe. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. It was like Die Hard meets fucking King Arthur. And so there's like a lot of comedy bits in this first half too because uh, there's a lot of like, I don't remember any of the cracks, but there's a lot of cracks about like Merlin being a drunk and... And then being in like medieval England. They made more Merlin more like to me what Rasputin is. Kind of like that weird sidekick to the king. Yeah. Or Rasputin was the queen who was a mystic. And you're like, what is it? And then I think about it. I don't know what came first, but Rasputin was real. Uh, and Merlin probably wasn't. But think about it. There's a loot. There's like similarities there. Or, right? if, or if Merlin was real, he was a Rasputin. Like that's yeah, yeah exactly. It's just absolutely. It, it was like the everyone has that weird advisor. Uh, you know, who who who's a weird advisor in modern day? Uh, what's that guy's name? Roger Stone. He's yeah, a weird, yeah. He's Roger the Merlin Stone. to Trump. Yeah. <laughs> what? Roger Stone is the Merlin to a lot of uh, yeah. Yeah, he's like he's this guy that's always in history. He's never. Um, He's like planning political campaigns yeah. behind the scenes and shit. And oh yeah, setting stuff up. You, there's a there's a Netflix show I think called Who's yes. yeah. Who Roger Stone. Who's yeah. Roger Stone? And uh, you're like, damn. And even now they're talking about him. He might even be part of this Mueller. Why are we oh. talking about this? Fuck. Yeah, okay. okay. Age of Extension. Yeah, so so Merlin Merlin uh, goes to his robot friends in the cave. And he's like, yo, you got to help us out with this one. And they're like, yo, take this motherfucking staff. Which was very... (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on, guys. We watched it, but they didn't. It's 484 AD. (laughs) King Arthur's getting beat up by these German Saxons. Nobody for Merlin. But but, but Merlin, you just said, Merlin, where does he go? He goes to a spaceship. Yeah, but in the movie, they call it a cave. Oh, God. And it's a Transformer, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the, like, Guardians or Knights or whatever. And he goes... It's one of the 12 motherfuckers. What does he say to him? Like, I... We don't prob- ask you for help, but we need your help this time. And he goes, here's the pendulum? What is it? Oh, and he gives him the staff at that point, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he yeah. gives him yeah. the staff. And then, does Merlin turn into a dragon dinosaur no, Transformer? He, like, no, he, like, rides it. Oh, like now we're talking about it's there. It's what's that? What's it's that movie? Um, Avatar. Now it's like an avatar. I don't think he actually flies it. I don't remember that part. I feel like he was on it because he was on a horse and then he wasn't. I'll be completely honest. I was not sober when I watched this movie. <laughs> I'm not sober now. Sarah, what happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, but we can't have dead air. Do you remember what happened? Did he ride the dragon or did he turn into the dragon? Well, he must have ridden the dragon then because he didn't turn into a dragon. No, I know. No, yeah, he, I think he rid it into battle, and then it started fire oh, flaming it says, everybody. It says here they hand him the alien staff before transforming together into Dragon Storm and turning the tide of the battle. Okay, so the transform. So he does turn into. Yeah, apparently, he, he like transforms together through the staff. Uh, okay, wh- whatever the fuck. But, so he saves the day. But <laughs> Merlin is warned of the great evil that come from the staff. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's just like the opening of the Fifth Element. Yeah, and then cut. 
finger. And then Great. cut to what, 2017? And you're yeah, like, 1600 years later. Yeah, just like normal shit, right? Oh, this is in the kids. Yeah, and all the. I, I wrote, this is like out. the Transformer Sandlot. <laughs> Like, there's like exactly the same demographic of kids, yeah. and they're like, "Let's go to this junkyard because it's old." You want, and then it, it wasn't just the Sandlot; it was uh, it was Stand by Me as well. It's like, you want to see some dead Transformers? Yes, yeah, this was exactly Stand by Me. <laughs> it was it was the Transformers. You want to see some dead dead robots? So like, yeah, man. And they go and they instantly get attacked by uh, some things that look like from Empire Strikes Back, like two legged robots, right? And then we find out that. Somehow the military is monitoring this wasteland that robots live. And this girl is there. Her name is Vivian, I believe. And she's like, stay with me if you want to live. No, and that's that's Isabella. Yeah? Izzy? The little girl? Lizzie, oh, Lizzie or Izzy? Are we talking about the children playing right now? Yeah. There's yeah, it's Isabella. It's playing, and then there's the girl. Yeah, the girl's name is there, Isabella because she has the line to Mark Wahlberg where she's like, it's Elizabella with a Z. Oh yeah, and Isabel. Like, Americans is called Zed. Zed, yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Americans. I love you. Uh, okay, so wow, I'm getting sidetracked here. Uh, you, so we're in the junkyard. There's kids there looking for dead robots. Robots that get attacked. They're like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have a heart attack." There's a kid with glasses that's a nerd, and he falls in love with the, their savior. Her name is Isabella or Izzy. Izzy has a friend robot named Canopy. Who Canopy's transformer power is to look like a pile of rocks. It's a good one, though. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we find out that they're being monitored by this thing called the TRF. And I think that stands for Transformer Reaction Force. So The private military force. Yeah, like a militia. That, Mercenaries it, for Transformers. But only, they were talking... Do they want to kill all Transformers or just Decepticons? Well, they, on paper. Okay, on paper, it's just Decepticons. But the guys, those guys in like the, that we follow around, they're basically the villains throughout the movie, like the side villains. Uh, they want to kill all robots. They think all of them are bad. So, Sarah, you watched four and five last night. Dave and I didn't. Part of the fun is we have no idea what's going on. But this movie is a special case where, what the fuck? What what happened? What did we miss? What happened at the end of four to get to this point? Because these kids are gonna are gonna. I don't be think we should know this answer. Okay, fine. Yeah, it, I, I suppose that would defeat the purpose of. We gotta keep going. Other. We gotta <laughs> keep trucking. So However, if you, when if we get you to the end of the plot, the answer to a question you can ask me. But okay, because so we actually we'll so wait till we're done the plot, super, and then we'll get the answer. Yeah, our super fan watched both of them last night, which is awesome. Uh, it's too much for me. Too much, but we, uh, Dave and I, okay, we, so we haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any but the first and maybe half of the second. What have you seen, Dave? I've seen the first. So you and me are going in blind. We haven't seen these fuckers since Shia, La Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Uh, but then he went crazy, and then uh, Mark Wahlberg's there. I did see maybe on an airplane a, a scene with Mark Wahlberg in a farm fixing a truck. It turns out to be Optimus Prime. That's all I've seen. Is that from the fourth one, Sarah? Yes. Okay, cool. That one didn't look too bad. Maybe it wasn't. This is terrible. Was that one better than this one? Do you think the originals are always better than the sequels? Okay. They what do you want to do? T2. Yes. Okay. Empire Strikes Back. Godfather 2. Where do you want me to stop? There's a fucking yes, two four, towers. Number four was better. Number four is better. Okay. Yeah. So TRF blows the fuck up out of these kids. 
Well, the, the canopy robot, but the kids are there. Yeah, they kill the canopy robot. The kids are there, and they're like, what the hell's going to happen? And in walks, in drives in, a yellow... Mustang? What? No, he comes in in Sports a Jeep. Sports car. No, he comes in in a Jeep. Oh, Wahlberg comes Wahlberg in first, comes right? comes in a Jeep, swoops uh, in, picks up the kids. And, and then, what, then and, TRF storms in. And you... No, she had a good point uh, when we came over here. She said he was a s- dressed and acted like John Connor... In T2, come oh, with nice. me if you want to live. That's a well, line actually from actually Schwarzenegger. In T2, yeah, in T2, Schwarzenegger would have said that. No. But, said that. but it's John Connor kind of like, I know what's happening. And you're like, what? So John you, Connor says that in the Do you think it's an Terminator. homage? Well, no, you know what? So I just got that feeling. I feel mm. like for it's you not, and me, it's a T2 thing because we're like, what is the future? But Sarah knows because she watched number four. So it makes sense to 90% of people, but to you and me, I'm like, wow, Mark Wahlberg, where'd you come from? <laughs> Damn, I thought you were in the other, I saw you in Daddy's Home too just a minute ago. Yeah, and no, and to me, it's like, wow, Mark Wahlberg, your years between four and five have not been good for your hair. Oh, for his hair, no. Dude, no. I'm, He's- I'm rocking the longer hair right now. No, his is Ooh. much longer and less curly. And it's like thinning. There's like less and less of it. For Bryant? <sighs> me? No, yes, you and Mark Wahlberg. My hair is thick, man. I, I, <laughs> anyways, this is a movie podcast. Let's stay focused. Okay, so... Mark Wahlberg ushers them out of this junkyard and... No, the TRF storms in, doesn't it? Don't they? Oh, yeah, there's a fight scene. And the kids, Bumblebee. like, hide. And Bumblebee comes in, right? Yep. Yeah. Because they're hiding and under they, Bumblebee. Thank God you were here for this one, because this They was blow him up. And he scatters into pieces. And this is where I was confused. And he just starts like pulling himself back together. And yeah, I was like, is that Ale- just something he's always done? Just like the T1 or the, the T1000 in Terminator 2, like oh. liquid, but yeah. Nice. Which, if you had watched the fourth, you'd understand the technology that they got out of Transformium. Okay. That sounds like a fake. That is a fake thing. It, well, it's <laughs> as fake as Unobtainium. Yes. Okay. It's movie fake. Wait, which is another. Allusion to Avatar. I was, you know, what I was so curious about what? Um, why? Like, why do they bleed? And then like, that's like oil. That's yeah, like shooting like oil. your oil tank. I think it's oil. It's life. Like, it was weird. Oh, we missed the whole part where like the ancient robot wakes up and scares the fuck out of the kids. Anyways, that happens. Um, oh, I don't talisman. remember that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of no, important. no, we're not quite there yet. So yeah, he doesn't get the talisman yet. Oh yeah, he gets okay. the kids out and then he comes back. Listen, yeah. Okay, let's summarize, people. <laughs> Okay, we have so much more of this movie to go. I don't to. even want to do. I, I think we should be. I think we should be very brief on this because this will be a long podcast and it's not worth it. Okay. So, so the start of the scene, King Arthur, whatever, Merlin turns Stat. into a dragon. Boom. Second scene, Kurt Mark Wahlberg Day, kids. Mark Wahlberg kids and a girl uh, named Isabella. She doesn't have a family, um, and Mark Wahlberg and Bubblebee. And John Goodman, as a fat robot, says, we're going to leave. And then... Yeah. And then... um, TRF are introduced. They're assholes. TRF are jerks. And they technically don't shoot because they're not the Decepticons. He ushers the kids out. The girl says, I'll tell you... I'll tell people what's in here. And he's like, am I being blackmailed by a 12-year-old? Or maybe that happened later. Anyways, she (laughs) she likes... She likes Mark Wahlberg as a father figure and something's up. She also has a weird Transformer herself named Squeak. Squeaks. Squeaks. And yeah. Squeaks is kind of like that. Wally. Wally, yeah, Wally has Wally. sex with that robot from uh, a oh, BB-8. BB-8. <laughs> because it can turn into like this little. It's like. Oh, no. B- Wally and Short Circuit. 
Yes. 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 <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> which was which was filmed in Toronto. It's, it's just terrible. He looks like Wally if Wally was built by the creators of the 1985 classic short circuit. Maybe it was 86. I don't know. Filmed in Toronto. Um, so Mark Wahlberg ushers the kids out of the area, which apparently was in the middle of a giant urban area, but no one knew there was Transformers living there. He goes up to the thing that looked like the the chicken walkers from Empire Strikes Back. Remember those the things? Yeah, yeah, the ATATs. Yeah, and um, <laughs> they're actually being they're actually being like driven by a transformer, similar to how in Aliens, which is another James Cameron film, which is total. This is movies. Not all, James. James Cameron has nothing to do with these movies. Well, anyways, in Aliens, it's it's driven by people. So inside that. There's a there's an ancient transformer that literally looks like he's still wearing fucking body armor from 484 AD, and he goes, "Thank you for your help. Take this talisman." And he's like, "Nah, man, I'm good, right? I'm good." But then the talisman grows legs and somehow follows ma- him into his jeep. Follows him into his jeep. If at any point you want me to correct you, you just let me know. Go ahead. I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Okay, so in the fourth movie, you're introduced to Mark Wahlberg, who is an inventor. He does robotics. And so he found Optimus Prime at a scrapyard, and that's where he was tinkering on in the barn. So Mark Wahlberg is a good guy who knows robotics, and so he's going around Yeah, we figured that out later, though. He's helping and healing the Transformers. So he goes into this where the kids tried to poke the dead Transformer. He wasn't actually dead. So Mark Wahlberg tried to heal him. Right, didn't he get shot? Yeah, and he was like bleeding he's out. And he's like, no, yeah, I'm that's good. where I was like, why the fuck do they bleed? That's weird. They're robots. And then when he it's gives him green blood too, he tries to give him the talisman because he knows he's dying. And Mark says no, right? Yeah, because he thinks it's payment. And he's like, no, 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 bro, I'm just helping you. But the talisman grows legs, and somehow, it's, so, it's like a liquid metal. And so it's like T1000, it really, T2. Yeah, and then it like moves all over his body. So I, yeah. somehow that goes, and then cut to South Dakota. Yeah, the Badlands. This is the perfect hiding spot for giant fucking robots. But you know too. what I find funny? Uh, he goes to his scrapyard. Yeah. And in the scrapyard, it's like a playground for Transformers because the Transformers, I don't know, they can eat metal and they're good, and it's a perfect place to ha- hide them. I get that. He's hired a young man uh, who looks and acts like a comic. I don't know which comic. I can't yeah, remember. I didn't even look at down his IMDb page. But I have he, no idea who the he, fuck this guy is. He's complaining that he did this off a of Craigslist ad, right? Yeah. And there's a scene where as they're driving there, I think it's the big guy, John Goodman's character, uh, underneath you see Squeaks. He's under there like Sideshow Bob and S- S- Simpsons. He's like latched himself on. And I was like, where did that first scene take place? Chicago? South Dakota, Chicago is like a long drive, right? It's actually not that long. Really? Yeah, it's only. I think it's only like twenty hours. Twenty hours. Yeah, dude. Once you get over that, like, how many fucking speed bumps did they hit? You know that, dude. It's all. It's all flat that well, way. Well, then where did that girl hide? The, 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 the Izzy's there too. Where did she hide? How did they? How did she not have to take a pee or a poo poo? She probably did. She, she figured it out. She figured it out. She's been living on her own for a while, dude. I can't go four hours without needing to eat or poo you poo. So how did Izzy go? No, you're a grown man with bad eating habits. Terrible. She's a young orphan who lives by herself. <laughs> I think she can handle it. Anyways, <laughs> they end up at Mark Wahlberg's compound in South Dakota, and there's a scene where 
Mark Wahlberg says the police chief, who's kind of like a tribal chief. Oh, that's this is such a fucking dumb scene. He goes, what's up, chief? He goes, I don't like you saying that. He goes, but aren't you the police chief and the leader and chief of a tribe? He goes, yeah, but coming from you, it sounds a little racist. And I go, why? He He's literally a double chief. Yeah, it's I a didn't joke. like that line either. It was meant to be I a w- joke. I was just thinking, like, if you were an actual police chief and you were the chief of a tribe of a local South Dakota police force on tribal land, it's disrespectful to not call you chief. You'd be changing your first name to chief. I, I would be like, I, I would respect you as chief. You are the chief of police force, which is a federal agency known internationally or uh, like nationally by the government. And you're a chief of your local tribe on your plot of land, which you have self-governance. You, If I don't call you chief, if I called you Larry or whatever the hell you then you'd be like, that sounds a little racist. So you know I'm a chief chief. I'd be like, go ahead. Yeah, chief. I, I just didn't get the, the point of that interaction. Yeah, it, was it was just a, a se- joke. It was a sequel movie joke. Oh, was, was he in the first one? No, no. It was a sequel movie quality joke in that it sucked. Yeah, it was just a bad joke, dude. That's all it was. But but why 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 you, don't, you just don't understand why, why it was would it be inappropriate? Why was it inappropriate to call him that? Like is that it not It was it? Oh. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just he, he just didn't want him calling him that. He was he was Like making, if you're a king, I'll call you a king, right? He was making fun of the fact that white people don't know what to call anybody. Ugh, this it is, was a bad joke, Ryan. Just do you think? Do you think I'm Michael Bay? It. Do you think Michael Bay looked at the script, skimmed it, and was like, uh, "I like this part." He didn't read it. He's like, "But I want some more boom boom every three pages." I bet he read that line and fucking burst out laughing. I don't and said, "Listen, guys, this is going to be the scene we do." This was included in the final cut of the movie, dude. Yeah, I can't believe he gets to choose those he, things. Can you imagine how much? Was cut and that cat, <laughs> he's like, I like that scene where the Native uh, American Aboriginal First Nations, whatever you call, whatever you want to calls the white guy racist. What call because he said, "Hey, chief," and then Mark Wahlberg goes, "But aren't you the police chief and the chief of your tribe?" He goes, "Yeah, I don't know why, but it still sounds a little racist." I was like, "I don't think I'm learning from this. I think I'm more confused why this is a problem." <laughs> like, I just don't. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I should stop. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, you you should definitely stop thinking about it. <laughs> move on to the fact that he was on a horse. Was he on a horse, too? <laughs> yes, he was on a horse. <laughs> now, that's racist. <laughs> no. Why would he be driving a car? He, that's the thing. Where was his car, Ryan? Oh, right. That uh, was the conversation <laughs> they were having. The Transformer took it. It tried to eat it. He was, a, he was like uh, from The Simpsons. Um, Truckosaurus. Yes. Truck. <sighs> See, you got caught up in a really bad joke, and look where look where it got you. Only because I wanted look, to understand it. Look where it got so you. So then they cut back to back to the junkyard, and the truck source is eating the truck. He says, "Drop it." Blah blah blah. <laughs> we get it. Like this is phys- There's so much of this movie we're cutting up. By the way, the movie was like five hours long. Oh, it was so terrible. Long. Can we talk? Can we talk about the cute little transformer Squeaks? puppy? Oh, the, like the little dinosaur, like the little <laughs> yeah, the little T Rex dog. There were so many little dinosaurs. He walks his trailer, and he's like. He's like blowing. Oh, is that the one? He's, he's like, yeah. Flame under the curtains. He's like, hey, little guy, it's your first flame. I'm so proud of you. You're gonna have to do that outside now, though. I like how Mark Wahlberg doesn't give a shit that his shit's on fire. He's just so proud of his little boy. <laughs> that scene, they kept that scene part. on the horse. He was on a horse <laughs> because Truckosaurus. <laughs> Ate his car. He's saying it's that just, Mark Wahlberg's Transformers are irresponsible. Right, Ryan, Ryan. I just want to point out that the makers of this film made a scene way more inappropriate than the dialogue. 
Like that scene is just that they filmed that scene. The movie costs like two hundred and sixty million dollars. Like, you know what? That scene's good enough for the entire world to see. No problem. Like, terrible. What's his name? Rich? Rick? Chief? No. Your friend. Ooh, Alec. How Alec? do you get Rick out of that? Alec, Rick. <sighs> I hate you right now. All right. Uh, it gets gray from here because I, um, I, they end I up took in a England. shower. Let's, let's just jump to England. They end up in England for some reason, and we're watching uh, a professor. She's a single lady who gets harassed by her mother and aunts about being single all the time. And her name is Vivian, right? Yeah. Her name's Vivian. Vivian. Isn't th- So like right away, you know, okay, she's going to sleep with Mark Wahlberg. It's so obvious. Yes. No, but hang on. Isn't the first scene her, you were like, we feel sorry for her. This Okay. Yeah. We're making fun of, of this guy calling Mark Wahlberg a name. Then it cuts to typical British life where everyone plays polo. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's crushing it, too. She's There's like polo. a mustachioed guy who's really pissed off that she didn't pass like, to him. This is why you're single. What does that mean? Nothing. And then I think when they're what? watching TV later and her aunts are harping on her for being single and having to find a man, I believe they're in a lovely wall-to-wall, ce- floor-to-ceiling library, which I believe all British people have. Yes, well, every single British person lives has one of those rooms. Every, those. Yes. Every, every, every British single person one. Yeah, has, has a horse, can play polo, <laughs> lives... On a university, you know, um, and uh, just only eats cucumber sandwiches, according to Michael Bay. But can you put it together now? She's a professor at a very prestigious I got university. it, because she has this attitude like, oh, my God, back off. I'm a strong, independent woman. Like, <laughs> it's 2018. You can be anything you want. And that's what she's doing. Yeah, Leave her alone. Enter Mark Wahlberg. I am leaving her alone. Oh, yeah. She turns into like a ditzy dumb girl when she shows up. Yeah. Well, at first she's like, you're just a dumb guy. And you should see the ditzy dumb girl. Hang on. Who bring- <laughs> Guys, who summons them to England? Let's put that out there. Merlin? Isn't it friggin' Anthony Hopkins? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. there, too. Guys, you can't forget. Like, the, the, there's, some good, there's some good actors the in this actors movie. The actors in Kay. this movie, Trump... Oh, Every other part of this movie is terrible. <laughs> I, I even I think Mark Wahlberg is a great comedic actor. Seriously, I got more enjoyment reading the cast list than I did watching the movie. Did we anyone, forgot to mention. Did was anyone it? notice Steve Buscemi? Yes, he was the the one the dude who sells shit off his body. Steve Buscemi and John Goodman play two robots that interact with each other. I got good. Oh, wait, we We're got facts. We'll save We're facts. facts. But also, Stanley Tucci plays Merlin. Save facts. Save the facts. But dude. we forgot to mention Merlin was Stanley Tucci. Yeah. And awesome. oh, there's a, there's a, I think there's a, is there a link between Stanley Tucci, Steve John Goodman, and Steve and Buscemi? Steve Buscemi. Cool, there definitely cool, cool. is. We'll do it later. I was hoping you'd seen the movie. I had seen the movie. Good. It's a good movie. I love that movie now. Yeah. It's but a- I'm totally Donnie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Guys, where are we in this movie? We're in England. There's two Anthony movies. Hopkins Keep going. has summoned us. I don't know. Please help me out. Anthony Hopkins is like uh, Ian McKellen in uh, Da Vinci Code. He knows all the Never secrets. Never seen Da Vinci Codes. Oh. I haven't seen them either. Dude, we got to watch the sequel of that. Yep. Da Vinci Code 2. We're watching it. Anyway, so how is he? Sarah, I know you didn't want to be the podcast, but can you please help us out? <laughs> Sir Ed- yeah, we're lost. <laughs> Sir Edmund Burton is uh, him, and he has a connection to the Transformers. And he has an associate named Hot Rod, and they find Vivian Wembley at the University of Oxford and bring her to him as well. So he brings Vivian 
the Oxford professor. He brings Mark Wahlberg. He brings Squeak. He brings Bumblebee. And they all meet up in England at Anthony Hopkins' pad. Why? Because he's some important dude. But how do you know to get a hold of them? What the hell's going on here? Uh, Because the talisman was found. Ding, 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 motherfucker. And how did they know the talisman was found? Uh, Something happened to the table, the round table. Anthony Hopkins is a descendant of the Witwicky family. He's a Witwicken. And um, the Vivian... Chick. She's Merlin's like she's granddaughter. She's a descendant of Merlin. Yeah. And um, do we know that right away? That's what Anthony yeah. Hopkins says that when he brings them all together, and a blood like, relative and to all, Merlin. What the hell? And this oh. is the Da Vinci. This is why it's like the Da Vinci. Okay, code. so the staff. This that, movie is like twelve movies mushed together. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, terrible. So I think I remember it. So Merlin in the first scene at the start gets this staff, which enables him to have this all-encompassing deadly dragon that he may or may not be morphed into. But the point is the staff wields power. But they program the staff to be programmed to his DNA and his disciples' DNA. So I guess the only person that can take out the staff is a descendant of Merlin, a la King Arthur and the Sword. And that's the Vivian University single British chick. And she's just like... Who sees Mark Wahlberg's chest and is like, oh, fuck me. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I also said the same thing. Uh, Yeah. But I've been watching Wahlberg movies for years. Me too. I'm over it. Me too. Well, I mean, I I love the long hair, Sarah. What's going on here? You didn't love it? No comment. He looks the best in Ted. Ted 2 or 1? Ted 1. He's the funniest. That's I liked true. him in the other guys. That was 2010. Oh, that was, that was a good Adam one McKay too, yeah. movie. Anyway, so um, he brings them there, and he explains that the Transformers have been aiding mankind in a war for centuries, that it, their existence has been hidden by a secret society. Can you just like read the rest of the plot, and then we'll just get on with the yeah. facts? Of famed <laughs> historical <laughs> figures from the Wittikins. 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 Remember Sam Wittikins, of which he is the last living member. And the talisman can help lead them to Merlin's staff, which Merlin's staff is only, we said, can only be done by a DNA of someone from Merlin's whatever. Uh, this has been buried in Cybertronia, a spacecraft hidden under the sea. Is this ringing a bell to anyone? In yep. Earth. Buried under Earth. It's way under Earth. So and only guess what? It's underneath, motherfucker. Oh, we're not there yet. Yeah. Only sorry. human descendant of Merlin... Uh, with the knights, because the knights of the Transformers have encoded the DNA. So Vivian is reve- uh, revealed to be Merlin's last bulldog. We did this. Yep. Now, we got the Transformers resistant force, and local authorities discover them because they put a tracker on Bumblebee. We mentioned, yeah, we didn't yeah, do we that. Yeah, we mentioned that part, but whatever. The, the, so reason, the reason everyone can track these fucking Transformers is uh, they shot they shot them as they left, but not fatally. They shot them with a little tracker. That's how they've been going. And then there's this weird scene where the TRF or the American military is working for Megatron. Well, they negotiate with Megatron. Do you remember that? And Megatron yeah. comes to Earth and is like, I want. Well, he's already on. He's been on Earth. Well, he just comes down and they meet him in the desert and they're like, I want my team. And then it becomes my like crew. death squad. Yeah, then it becomes like suicide squad. Suicide squad. And he's like, I want these guys. And then there's a montage of the guys getting released. And one guy doesn't get a Berserker doesn't get released. So they release a bunch of guys. I don't even want to say the names because it's not worth my Mohawk. brain. It's like, you remember, you remember the end of Independence Day where they're in the salt flats? Yes. It's like there. And Megatron walks up 
to some accountants sitting at a table. I feel, and he's I, like, I want Berserker. And then cut to Berserker with Berserker splash across the scene. And yeah, all yeah. the bad things he's done. The accountants look at their laptops. That was a weird laptops. thing. It felt no, very out of place. Having having the like the names scrawled across the screen. Yeah, it was too felt cutesy. Very, it, it, you know, you know it felt like was? a Guy Ritchie film. <laughs> but you know what it was? And this is this is the genius of Hasbro. Is those are advertisements for a new line of toys, like villains that they can throw out. Speaking of advertisements, did you see his fridge was only full of Bud Light? Yes. Get me a beer. And and like how how the beer came to him perfectly Bud Lit. It was like (laughs) that scene in in, in 1992's Wayne's World where they're like, Oh my God, the product placement scene? God, I I wish we could do Wayne's World too. Did you know? What do you mean you wish you could do Because I've seen it so many times. We'll get down that path eventually. Dude, we'll do we'll do classics eventually. Uh, but one thing I want to point out about that scene in Wayne's World is they got paid by most of those companies. <laughs> Doritos, to do that scene. Adidas, well, Pepsi, Pepsi, and Taco Bell. Uh, oh, and Taco Bell, Doritos, and Pepsi are all owned by PepsiCo. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and what about Adidas? Because he's all decked out in Adidas. Uh, I have no idea if Adidas did it or not, but I know PepsiCo did pay for that product. Placement. Honestly, like this podcast is already going long. And, like We haven't even... like. Uh, all right, so there's also a s- another fucking plot where like Optimus Prime is going back to his home planet. Oh, right. <laughs> can you... Can can you please can you please oh, do that okay, while I have okay, a last so, slice of pizza? Yeah. So at the end at the end of uh, the fourth movie, Optimus Prime is all pissed off at his homeland, and he's like, you know how at the end of every Transformers movie, Optimus Prime always ends with this epic, "I am Optimus Prime," and yeah. this message goes out to all of my fellow. So this one goes out to his maker with a big "fu" on it. Right. So he it's him shooting off into space, and then in the fifth movie. He gets to his maker and he's like, hey, F you. And she's like, how about not? And he's like, all right. <laughs> that's basically how yeah, it goes. I, th- I think it's a little bit more dramatic than that. But yeah. That's it's a, a little. Okay, she might manipulate and. Yeah, like she's, got like, she's got a weird control over. Her all name these, is Quintessa. Yeah, Quintessa. So she, so she is actually their maker then, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, she's a god. Like, yeah. she's the Transformers god. Right. And then, so, like, what's the deal with the knights? They're like. Um, are they on the same level as her, or are they, like, under her? They're her knights. Right, and so they were like, fuck you, we're going to hang out yeah. here on Earth, which turns out to be not Earth. It's Unicron. Unicron. Yeah. Because P.S. Earth suddenly has this unicorn uh, thing. It's not really, like, a unicorn. It's more like a rhino horn. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. curved, but it's, like... It's growing out in the desert, and they're like, it's growing by four meters every day, and it just looks like this jagged, right. metallic, bony thing. And it turns out that Earth is also Unicron to Transformers Cybertron planet. Yeah, which I guess on a planetary level, they're enemies. Yeah, which is weird because I like I didn't realize that planets could have rivals. Yeah. Um, if Earth had an actual rival, though, like, do you think it would be? What's the next one? Mercury? Mars. It would be Mars. You think it'd be Mars? It'd be Mars. Yeah. I don't know. I bet you it's it's Titan. It's it's a moon. You think it's the moon of Jupiter? It, yeah, because it, it's a similar size. Which is it Jupiter or Saturn that Titan? I think it's Saturn. Jupiter. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Tiebreaker. Okay. All right. All right. So as Ryan Googles this, so there's something special about Stonehenge as well. And like yes. that's where Steve, what's his face comes in? Because so, he's in Cuba being like, yo. Stonehenge isn't yeah. all what you think they it is. They were looking at, apparently there were things happening all around the world, and they mm. couldn't figure out the rhyme or reason about why they were happening, where they were happening, but then they figured out that these things that was on this continent and that continent, they were originally, placed, nice. they were originally placed there, 
when Earth was, uh, the continents were in Pangaea. Right, they were right. all one. And when they go back to that, then it forms a circle with Stonehenge at the very center. Hey, right, um, right. listeners, if you're not following, neither are we, and we just watched it. Yeah, if you're confused, it's, imagine, just imagine our imagination and our... Yeah, just, just you know, the, be in our mind as we're talking about it. So I lost tr- my train of thought. I'm just going to read the plot from here on in real quick, and then we, we'll, we'll stop and pipe Yeah, in. Let's, let's wrap it up. Sarah, can you make me another little drink there? Thanks. <laughs> I asked her to make Excuse me a drink. Me. Um, okay, so let's recap. There's good Transformers and bad Transformers. The bad yes. Transformers were working with the TRF and the American military through Megatron, and he has a bunch of baddies, and they are trying to get the pennant. They lose like nine different fights to the the uh, you know the good ones, and it's terrible. <laughs> Autobots, that's what they're called. Um, they're just like there's Michael so many Babe. there's so many fight scenes between the two of them that are you burping or are you pissed off at me right now? I can't Both. tell. <laughs> I'm just saying they lose a lot of fights, and you think the movie's over, but it's not over. <laughs> yeah, so. So Megatron's got a bad death squ- uh, suicide squad. Optimus Prime is on Cybertron with Quintessa, and he is now under her spell. He's bad, and she says, "Go back to Earth and get the pendant." What, what do you want to call it? Pendant? No, it's the. Um, it's called a talisman. Talisman. She says, "Go get the talisman." So now we forgot to mention. Oh yeah, Optimus, Optimus Prime is now like. He's got a different name when he's under her control. Nebulous Prime. Nebulous Prime. Nemesis. Nemesis. Nemesis Prime. <laughs> this is bullshit. Like, they weren't even trying. Like, like if... Okay, by the way, all Love of us here movie. are educated people on our late 20s, or early 30s. We are the future of this world. <laughs> we can't follow this film. How the hell is a little kid supposed to figure this out? Because there's so many fucking explosions. There's and so robots. many fight scenes. The robots transform into like, actual cars. This is badass, dude. Well, Visually stunning movie, You know what's movie, funny? Dude. The only part of this film I cared about was the race relations between Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that police First chief. Nation. You know why? Because that's the only thing I resonated. I was going, this could be a serious issue. Everything else is ridiculous. <laughs> what was the runtime on this? Because number four was two hours and 40 minutes. And I watched it was that very similar. Phone. I think the runtime on this was two hours and 36 minutes. I think it was like 150 it something minutes. I could have condensed these two movies down to 20 minutes. Yeah, I think it's like a 154-minute runtime. Okay, so, guys, let's just finish this up so we can talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. Well, I'll just quickly, let's bang. So, all of a sudden, uh, Vivian, who is that British woman who we talked about earlier, who is the descendant and bloodline of uh, Merlin, she eventually uh, leads them to the Royal Navy Museum. But then there's a battle. And there, Mark Wahlberg, Vivian, and Bumblebee, and Cogman. Who the hell's Cogman again? Uh, Cogman is... He's the military guy, right? That is, um, uh, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins, um, like... Oh, his robot assistant, dude. Assist, yeah. Robot assistant. Uh, and the robot yeah. assistant is apparently... Right. And he, he has that really nice line when Anthony Hopkins is about to die. He's like... Whoa, whoa, we haven't got to that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we not there yet? No, I thought wow. we were there already. Ah, oh, this movie's too but fucking he does, long. He does like the thing that Bumblebee does in the first movie when he's kind of a crappy car, and then Megan Fox is like, "If he's such an advanced robot, lick lips. Why does he keep turning back into this crappy car?" And then he kicks people out, and then turns into an awesome car, and they're like, "Wow, awesome car product placement." Right. Oh, is this? Wait, he's just a. Never mind. 
I'm confused. I'm just trying to fill the dead air right now. Ryan, what happens next? God. Okay, Cogman apparently was from a British show, Downtown Abbey or something. He played a butler, and now he plays a butler to Anthony Hopkins. Anyways, they they find a museum and a submarine... They find out that the spaceship that Merlin oh and the God, staff are only here. The staff are underneath the water somewhere out in the it, off the shore and there's a failed attempt to stop the submarine which is the HMS Alliance and they pursue them in the DSV submarine. Okay? And then Anthony Hopkins contacts Seymour Simmons. I have no idea who he is. Both learning that Earth is Unicron and the staff will be used to drain the planet's energy oh, to the yeah. point where we will die. And the access point to draining the energy is Stonehenge, which is a perfect plot to us to keep filming in England, right? Um, we forgot to mention that <laughs> the uh, dinosaurs were actually killed by the Transformers. Oh, Wait, is that some fourth movie knowledge that you just dropped on us? Yes. Oh, you can't uh, just do that out of the that. blue. We have no idea what's going you on. You can't do that out of nowhere. So they locate, they locate the <laughs> ship underground. Mark Wahlberg, Vivian, they discover Merlin's tomb and obtain the staff. Vivian activates it, causing the spacecraft to go from under the water to becoming airborne and floating, awakening the Knights of Akon. As the Transformers Resistance Force, TRF now under Lennox, who is the better of the bad guys, uh, he tries to take the staff from them. Optimus Prime arrives. Nemesis Prime? Nemesis Prime. Nemesis Prime arrives, forcing the humans to surrender the staff. But Bumblebee, Lennox, and Cade confront him. They engage in battle. Just as Optimus Prime is about to destroy Bumblebee, Bumblebee, who hasn't spoken in several movies with that stupid voice, says, somehow, I don't know how he got his voice back because there was a scene where he he couldn't have his voice. He rips his voice box out because it's fucking. Yeah, because it was a a female's voice. It's Alexa's voice, I think. So, yeah, it was like uh, Amazon. uh, No, yeah. uh, Alexa Alexa or Siri. It was was, was female. It was. uh, Oh, it was actually like one of those voice actresses. It was one of them. I'm pretty sure it was Siri. Was it Siri? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, keep going, right? All of a sudden, Bumblebee goes, <coughs> Optimus, you know me. I'm Bumblebee. I, this is not a good Bumblebee. That's not a very that good Bumblebee. nothing what he sounded like. He just sounded like a normal person. Y'all, y'all remember me? <laughs> I'm, I'm Bumblebee, and I love you. And Optimus goes, <laughs> and then this like thing on his face goes where it shows like his consciousness coming back. He goes, oh, shit. Bumblebee, I remember you. I am Optimus Prime, not Nemesis Prime. Fuck everybody else. And then he freaks out. Autobots for life, motherfucker. Autobots. And then they do this thing with their hands like the big old A. You know? Uh, Okay, so he gets his memory back. He frees him from Contessa's spell. The Decepticons ambush Optimus and Megatron and steal the staff. The Knights, who are those old fucking robots that we didn't talk about that were only introduced in this movie, they're they're Transformers that came to Earth hundreds of years before, and they took on the personality of those at the time. So that's why Autobots, uh, Decepticons now, are in the shape of um, a MiG-22 and sports cars. Back then, they're like, oh, I guess humans look like they're wearing armor. So they look, and they have 
swords? I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's always fucking dumb. Yeah, Transformer swords were pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So the knights um, join the humans and Autobots. Anthony Hopkins tries to stop Megatron from activating the staff at Stonehenge, only mortally wounded, dying from it. Now, pause. There's a scene where Anthony Hopkins is trying to run at skyscraper tall robots to stop them. He's an old man. Doesn't he get a few shots off from his fucking cane gun? And he gets destroyed and he flies through the air. And I said, that explosion scene where Anthony Hopkins is blown up is symbolic for his career because both of them have fallen at this point. Well, the thing that's true. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not the high point. I just was Wait. like, Anthony Hopkins probably wrote that scene and he's like, I'm done. I'm done. Michael Bay, you want an explosion? Explode me. I think because okay, I was no. like Anthony Hopkins flying through the air, his body didn't explode, but some they got a body double that looked like Anthony I'm, Hopkins to fly through the air. No, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna talk about this scene because first off, it was a completely animated scene. Second, oh off, yeah, by the way, when, yeah, exactly. When, they, they were in a green screen. There was no Stonehenge. Yeah, it was disgusting, and there was no like that wasn't a human body flying through the air. That was an animated body flying through the air. This movie was the, filmed in a warehouse, wait, but so the, the shot. Hopkins didn't actually fly through the air. No shit, not actually him. Oh. My God. <laughs> but the, 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 the shot before him flying through the air is of him being directly hit by the explosion. He would have actually, like, he, I was expecting him to get, like, fucking ripped apart and <laughs> just, like, disemboweled. But no, no, he and just, like... Arms. Dave, what are we at, by the way? What is this podcast at? We're at, like, 45, I think. Okay, let's yeah. finish this plot and talk about it. Um, it's gonna be an hour and a half. Well, I don't care. Well, and we got to meet people in, the, in in half an hour. So, um, so Anthony Hopkins fails to save the world, devastating and killing millions. The Autobots, Dragonstorm, which is the Merlin robot thing, and human military forces converge on Stonehenge and Cybertron and attack. Blah 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 blah. Um, the Decepticons and Quintessa and her minions who either flee or are killed, are defeated by Optimus and Bumblebee in some Michael Bay-esque explosion, 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 explosion. The good versus the bad, they're done. The worlds are thus saved, including Cybertron and Earth, which is now known as Unicron, which apparently to save Cybertron, they were going to drain the life force of Earth to power up Cybertron, which is where the Transformers are from. Yeah, you didn't mention the fact that Cybertron actually traveled to Earth, just like in Independence Day. So you can imagine Cybertron, oh, P.S., it plowed through the moon on its way to Earth. It could have gone around, but it decided not to. So wait, at the end of this movie, there was no moon? There was no moon. <laughs> what the fuck? It's terrible. <laughs> Titan. So then, so then, <laughs> from Saturn, I no hear. Titan's the size of Earth. We can't I know, have Titan I know, it's ridiculous. We already talked about it. Which is Saturn? Which is which is a life like uh, which is the size of Earth? It might be life, anyways. So then, the worlds are then saved upon Vivian removing the staff, and the Autobots leave Earth to rebuild what is left of Cybertron. Through a beautiful speech, like, we are now connected as one. So one species through consciousness. <laughs> we will live in harmony. It's like, dude, there was a better message in Slam Dunk Ernest. We forgot the part where uh, Mark Wahlberg becomes a Transformer. What? <laughs> well, 
What? The, 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 the talisman, like fucking, it the, like I didn't see that. Takes over, like he gets like this badass sword, and like he stops. Oh my god! Uh, because yeah, because <laughs> Megatron's he, sword. And, what's the name of the movie? The Last Night. No, but the Last Night is Optimus. Yeah. Or. No, I hang on. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I wrote. I, I read because that Mark he's Wahlberg is able to wield the sword. That's Mar- true. Mark, hang on, Mark. But it could also be Optimus Prime because he's King the, Arthur. Mark Wahlberg had a contractual agreement for three films. He's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, just turn me into a Transformer and I'll just fucking voice act it. And also, there is a there is a kind of. After credits, like it's right at the beginning okay, so, of the credits. Yeah, scene. so right at the oh, very that's like the worst after credits. Oh, I've ever so seen right at the very end, in the mid credits, you see Quintessa, who is now a female, in Africa, human, human but she's Asian. It's weird. She has survived. That's who and she. It, the, and it's the woman who voiced her and is disguised as a human. She approaches a group of scientists inspecting one of Unicron's horns, and she goes. I know a way to kill Unicron. And he goes, I'm listening. Which means he wants, these people want to learn how to kill Earth? The first no, In Western says, Africa? What the she fuck? Says, she says, don't touch him. He doesn't like to be touched. And the scientist is like, uh, what? And she's like, I can teach you how to kill him. Kill who? Unicron. That's it, eh? That's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the end movie. Of the movie so by the way, for the I really don't film. think many people are going to get to this point. I All think right, that this what, is a um, shitty podcast because it's a terrible movie. No, this has been a good podcast, but it was. you're right. It was a terrible Re- movie. Yeah, I was um, distracted the entire time I watched this film. I don't remember anything. And the two films blurred together into one, which is why I'm saying it could have just been one film. Sarah, what do you give it out of five or ten? Whatever you care. I don't care. Just scale it. Just give us a rating. I give it a... Two. Nope. Yes. Two out of what? Five. <sighs> That's high. That's quite high. What do you, what do I you give it, Ryan? I don't know why. I can't, can't, can't figure out why I would have made that so high. I give it a 0.5 Autobot, auto knots out of five. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <coughs> I got to say, Mark Wahlberg's acting was a redeeming feature. He's the and, only I mean, reason why this wasn't a... F- Full zero for me. You know what? That could be some lingering from the fourth movie because, like, as I said, I watched both films. Unlike what these guys do, they haven't seen the first film, but they blurred into one. So as one whole film, two. But maybe the fourth one was a three and maybe this one was a one. So on average. Dave, what do you give it? Oh, man. Honestly. I give this... um, I give this a, a Steve, one Steve Buscemi out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, which is a point 0.5, which is the What's same it rating. 5? It's a 0. 0.5 out of 5. It's a 0.5. A, uh, 0.5 auto knots. Yep. Because I, 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 I said to Dave, uh, we text a lot when we're watching movies together. It's cute. We watch movies at the same time. <laughs> and I said, I would rather watch three Ernest films than one of this. And I meant it. I, too, would watch three Ernest films versus this one. <laughs> and you know what? Ernest films had a better message. And actually, when I look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, Ernest slam dunk, Ernest got a better review. Fucking good. What did, uh, what did Rotten Tomatoes... Rotten Tomatoes gave it 16, which is uh, based on wow. 209 reviews. 209 reviews. The average is 16. It was just so long. Wait, uh, 60%? 16. 3.3 3 out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Site, that makes more the sense. The site's cons- critical consensus reads 
thinly plotted and boasting state-of-the-art special effects. The last that is pretty much what you'd expect from the fifth installment of the Transformers film. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what's funny, though? What? Uh, do you know what cine- cinema score is? No. Yersh? Tell us. No, they, uh, they're a rating company that pulls viewers just after they come out of the theaters. Oh, it's like Google users give this because Slam Dunker's got an 88%. Yeah, basically, uh, this movie got a B plus on Fuck. their scale of like A plus to F. So like people, so they pull like they come right out of the theater and they pull them like how would you rate this movie out of yeah. whatever the average was a B plus, no critic B plus that's like eighty five percent that's a good that's rating no 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 no, no no B plus is like seventy five to seventy nine that's still a good it, rating because yeah, yeah. so okay, an A, a starts at eighty seven and a half so what that's ridiculous because no. No critic gave it a good score. So, and no internet reviewer gave it a good score. Well, hang on. There was one critic that gave it a good score. So just the people who like the franchise. The people who came out of the movie theater, on average, liked the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It I, says here, I, I post-track this in a theater. reported filmgoers gave it a 75% overall. 75% of film goes. Well, just yeah. punk-ass teenagers. But, so, the, but, but Dave, what was the, the budget? And what was the... What was the oh, like? boy. So... <laughs> This is my favorite part. I, I hate this part because it pisses me off. It makes you realize how insignificant we are oh. making this podcast. It's all on green screen. Funds. So it was a it was a two hundred and seventeen million dollar budget, <gasps> uh, which was the four, most most expensive Transformers film to date. Mother of God! Forty four million opening weekend, <laughs> six hundred and five million box office USA. And you know what's Do funny you- about that? This was the least grossing Transformers film to date of the new ones since 2007, which yeah. means which means 607 million. That's a bad film for these fucking film producers. When when did it open? Like what weekend? Uh, I don't know. Sometime in 2017. June 18th, 27 so in, in Europe, and June 20. Blockbuster. Yeah, 154 minutes. Well, not really. Actually, you know what? It did really well in India. <laughs> it did really well Probably in India. Was yeah. that because of all the? Scene shot in the no, actually, I think, you know I think what? because this of the dialogue is not important, just well, action. No, yeah, it's it's the visuals. It was actually a very visually appealing movie. Yeah, we'll and give it, it sounded that. really good. It sounded great. The visuals were great. And if you aren't, um, let's be honest, if 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 a plot isn't a super important part, <laughs> if I was going to watch a, a foreign film, say from China, I probably would get more out of a martial arts film than I would out of a Romance of the Three Kingdoms drama because I don't understand what's going on through dialogue, but I know when a guy is fighting another guy, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> He's saying that he can visually watch foreign films and doesn't have to pay attention to dialogue. And the dialogue in this movie sucks so bad that people who just like to watch visual things are having they, a good time. They just watch awesome Transformers fight each other, which would I would say if I watched the movie, say, from China, like I'm watching awesome martial artists fight each other, and I can kind of get the gist that right now they're angry at each other or he loves that girl, but she is the boyfriend of a bad guy. That's pretty much what's going on in this film. Do you think it would have been a good film to watch in like those moving theater chairs? I feel like it would have actually been a no. really fun theater movie to watch, especially in 3D. In IMAX. I think it'd be like really enjoyable to like, because I bet that's where a lot of that budget went. Do you think um, you would have felt good about yourself paying $20 to see this movie? No. Oof. If I brought a date, <laughs> I... <laughs> that's, the, that's the tough That'd question. That'd be $40 <laughs> plus popcorn plus drinks. I would You're do it. 60 bucks. 
I wrote a joke about taking a date to a movie and crying, but I would actually cry at this one. I was talking about that Christopher Robbinsville yeah. with, with Winnie the Pooh and you see him. It's like, I haven't seen you in 35 years. And you're just like, I'm about to ball. And then my joke is I haven't cried that hard since I lost my virginity, so I cried a lot that week. That's my <laughs> joke. That's my joke. But I would actually cry during this fucking film. I, you Wait, know are we what? talking about Transformers still? I would walk yeah. out in this film. I walked out. Uh, my dad told me, and I remember well, you now. you fell asleep, so that's the same thing. Right? Oh, I fell asleep three times trying to watch this. When you came over to pick me up, I was uh, still watching it. I wondered if you had fallen asleep still watching it again. 100%. Look at my hair. Um, I walked out on the movie in the theater with my brother. I was young. I walked out on Batman and Robin. The one with the nipples? Yep. I walked Clooney. out on that movie, and I was like, if I was a kid nowadays, this is the this is the equivalent I would walk out on. I feel bad for Arnold Schwarzenegger in that film. Why did okay. Dave... What are you okay. excited about? Go ahead. Hold up. So I like to talk about the production crew. Yep. The writers, the directors. Yep. We know this director. Fuck this director. Fuck yeah, the director. Yeah, what's his name again? Michael, Michael Bay. Something. He's an unheard of... It's Michael Bay. Unheard. Michael Boom Boom. We all know him. Fuck him. And I don't mean like this the tie Boom Boom. I mean explosions. Yeah, he's, the motherfucker he's who produced this. Okay, he's known for Watch producing the Transformers movies. Brian Grazer. Uh, it's the D Bonaventure production company. Listen to my highlights of this awesome list. It's all action films, by the way. <laughs> That's all he makes is action films. But he's made uh, Four Brothers, Constantine. Oh, that's Four G.I. Brothers. G.I. Joe. Mark Wahlberg in it. Yeah, G.I. Joe, 1408. Others. 1408 is a horror movie. And it was a good one, Oh, that's too. a good one. Stephen King and... Um, uh, Johnny Depp, right? No, not Johnny Depp. It's um, no, no, John Cusack. John Cusack. Oh yeah, that's a great film. Yeah, he's in the hotel room. Is there um, another Johnny one? Depp? You're thinking of okay. uh, Broken Window or Rear Window? Oh. Johnny Depp. Right. Is that the one where he moves to the small town because he like killed he's his in wife the or whatever? Yeah. Oh. He stays at the cottage. He's a writer. It's not 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 the one where he has murdered his wife. He like moves. Yeah. 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 Okay. Rear, yeah. Rear Window. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then the the writer. Okay. Akiva Goldsman. Just one writer? I would have thought. No, no, there's four. Multiple. Okay, there's four of them. But, okay. but this is the one who like was like storybied and wasn't a part of the screenplay writing. So this is like this guy's That's inception. not the guy from Lonely Planet, right? Akiva So do we have more Goldsman. or less respect for him? No, no, we're going to have way more after more. I list off okay. what he's written. Oh. Ready? Beautiful Mind. Woo! I just watched that. Cinderella Man. Woo! Russell Crowe hard on. Twice. I, Robot. Nice. Aww. Lost in Space. Yep. Yep. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Fuck you, Akiva. <laughs> Fuck you. How could you how could you do me like that? I okay, we just mentioned it. So I just watched A Beautiful Mind with my girlfriend, and it was a beautiful movie. Russell Crowe, he's a saint. We mentioned him earlier, Gladiator. And then you do me with Transformers <laughs> 5 and Batman and Robin with the bat okay. nipples, you okay, piece of crap. He actually cost you. He actually fucking He's got a writer credit on all of the Transformers movies, um, and he also created the teen, the new Teen Titans Titans show on the CW, which I heard is okay. Yeah, he likes. He I heard made that's that. okay. I'll, I heard that's okay. He's got a great. He's got a bunch of like TV writing credits too. They're really good. Like, he's a good writer, but he this was like this was cash grab. This movie should I don't even. I, you know what kills me is two hundred seventeen million, Dave. $217 million. It's the most expensive Transformer movie to date. It made the least amount back at $605 million, okay? Still a profit. Yeah, but, it is a profit. But, but there's a scene where they're in Western Africa, and there's, like, these kids that probably are 
of African descent. And I go, even if they shave this budget down 17 million and kept it at 200 million, that 17 million could help feed this village. You know, it could really make a difference. And we are spending two, a quarter of a mil of a billion dollars on this piece of crap so that on a Friday night I can talk about a Transformer film. I, I think this art form is amazing. Do you want to know something even funnier? Yeah. Yeah. Most of this film was fought, uh, shot in Michigan. <laughs> what about the uh, desert? Little Canada. I don't know. There's there's a ton of scenes in like England and uh, Ireland and Scotland and stuff. Uh, but the majority of this film was filmed in Michigan. The seat at the beginning where they're in the uh, the rubble, that's actually uh, the old Grand Station in Detroit. Oh. That's where they're at. Oh, I wondered about that because there's yeah. that giant building in the back. I was like, where are they filming this? Yeah, where, that's filmed in where, Detroit, dude. So, so here's a the barren deal. wasteland is Detroit. No, here's the deal. This is what happened. Uh, Paramount. You're talking about right when they leave South Dakota? Well, like right before they leave. Like right, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene. And you yeah. see that tall building in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what happens is Paramount is the distributor of this film, which is really the, the grand masters behind everything. Um, and so they make a deal with the state of Michigan. Okay. They had, I think it was 700 full-time employees during the entire production of this film for things about this film, whether it's catering or like... 700 whatever. full-time employees. Yeah, so that was part of the deal. But what they got was $25 million uh, in tax breaks to film there. Yeah. Michigan can't afford that. Exactly. <laughs> Detroit doesn't have like clean Detroit, water. Detroit's a bankrupt city. Flint, Flint doesn't have Flint clean water. I've been to Flint. I got sick because I this drank the water. Thing. This is how fucking ridiculous the production of this film is. It's like... Yeah, they employed, you know, 750 people or whatever for full time for the full production of this film. That was probably like, what, eight months, a year? Wow. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Sarah wants to say something. She realized she's being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so they went to Africa and then they went to Africa in America? <laughs> and they didn't give poor people any money? No, they, they couldn't. No, what they did was they pretended to give poor people money. But and they got tax breaks worth more than that. So ultimately, they made a profit hiring people from Michigan so to work on this film, have auxiliary roles in this film. It's yeah, this is this is a ridiculous thing. This is like that. That's a weird thing to think about. All right, here's some facts for this piece of shit film. <laughs> um, King King Arthur. Oh yeah, remember that guy? Right. Well, Liam Garrigan, King Arthur, he also played King Arthur in the TV show Once Upon a Time. Wow. He's double King Arthur. So just Google King Arthur (laughs) actors. This guy will do. He Googled, he went IMDb'd King Arthur actors in England. I got one more, Dave, then you go. Part of the film was shot at Stonehenge. Michael Bay requested to shoot an explosion on the location. You don't say, Michael. When you hear Michael (laughs) Bay, you're like... Yeah, film film at my house, no problem. Uh, it's a Michael Bay. F- I bet you it's an art piece. I bet you, I bet you it's dialogue, right? So Michael Bay asked if he could film an explosion scene at Stonehenge, and they're like, "No." What, like, what are you talking about? No, it's UNESCO heritage site. You fucking idiot. So he had to recreate it in um, a warehouse, and you could totally tell during that explosion scene. You're like, I I, I remember just before you came over, sir. I saw. 
Anthony Hopkins and they filmed the scene where Stonehenge is behind him. I go, he is in a green screen, hundred <laughs> percent. He's he's this is so fucking fake. But then those drone photos, you know, that's it was. I was like, some of this is actually Stonehenge. I like. I did like some of the drone shots and the drone transformers in the film. I liked them. The um, this movie <laughs> did not receive a very good reception. We talked about that. Yeah. But no, B plus. But no. Do you want to know on an Academy Award level <laughs> on <laughs> bad reception like this movie negative, got? Hundred percent, so, Dave. So check this out. Check this out. Negative a thousand. You guys are aware of what the raspberries are, right? Yeah, it's like the Darwin Awards for film. Yes, they are the awards for the worst of the, the worst. Yes. So every Transformers film has been nominated in some category or another for a Raspberry Award. Yeah. Obviously. Razzies. Really? Even, this, even Age of Mark Extinction? Every single one. Please tell me. Oh, yeah. For this one, he was up for Worst Actor. I love it. Uh, Michael Bay for Worst. Okay. The, the best was the... Um, oh, my God. Where is it? <laughs> it had the duo, and it was... Uh, uh, where is it? My notes suck. Duo what? Um... So best like on screen duo. Yeah, so it was the Raspberry for the worst on screen duo. Oh yeah, it was any Mark any two Walter. humans, any two humans, any two robots, or any two explosions at any time. <laughs> so so who exactly was nominated? That's what that's who was nominated. Any two humans or any two robots or any two explosions at any time. Was considered a duo. Yeah, and those were all nominated for the worst duo. They didn't win. Uh, oh, and they lost. <laughs> They're not even the best worst. No, no. They they suck at being bad, too. But for actual Academy Award nominations, this is the only one that wasn't nominated for anything. Oh, the other one's got special effects. Yeah, every every other one got nominated for either sound or visual stuff, Uh, which makes perfect sense because that's what these movies are. They're fucking these, like, light-gasms in your face, right? Did you hear about the new Oscar Oh, the popular yes. award. That's the, weird uh, one. Uh, achievement in popular film. It is not popular. So what, what do you achieve when you have a popular film? So the, the example I heard on the radio was the difference between um, The Shape of Water versus Black Panther. Both came out at the same time. Right. One was a big like um, fan hit. It was a big blockbuster right hit and the other one not so much you know at the box office but very big critically acclaimed and one it was a better to, film yeah so now they're coming out with the most popular or popular film right so they literally just made an award category for yeah. marvel movies this still would not win <laughs> this would that. be nominated this would not probably even be nominated. <laughs> no no so what do you got ryan what's up ryan <laughs> Optimus Prime and Optimus Prime's successor in Beast Wars Transformers, 1996, which was filmed uh, and uh, animated here in Canada. I remember Beast Wars. Was going to appear in the film as the Knight of Cybertron with a gorilla design. Oh, shit. Um, Did you know that Peter Claver Cullen played Optimus Prime? All, like he's the only yeah, yeah, Optimus yeah. Prime ever. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did, did you know that he also did some crazy uh, things, including the Predator voice? Really? Yeah. I didn't catch that credit. Yeah, man. there's a there's a great scene of him talking, and he did the Predator voice. Oh, dude, I, all I got is, like, Eeyore. He's fucking Eeyore's voice. Don't tell me someone is Eeyore and no, Predator. No, no, no. Yeah, he's and Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime. <gasps> hey, check this out. Did, did you guys ever watch Knight Rider? Yes. 
He was car. Kit's yeah. antithesis. Kit. Oh my no, god. No, Kit's antithesis. Like, there's Kit, and then there's like car, the evil Kit. <laughs> Did you see the thing I said the other day about Rob Reiner in all in uh, all in the family? Rob Reiner. Yeah, he's in all in the family. Is the son in all in the family? You didn't yeah, know yeah. You didn't know he's that. A, he's a meathead. No, I didn't know that. Hey, Dave, can you cut that car joke out somehow <laughs> that I did way earlier? I don't think it's ready for air. Just um, an editor's note when you're going through the film. <laughs> make sure the, original, the original cut of the movie was apparently much longer. Mother of God. Oh, and yeah. roughly an hour longer. Oh. An okay. hour longer. You know what? The director's cut is an hour longer. I will watch that. Why? That's a four-hour film. You'd have to buy the DVD. That's you'd have to buy the DVDs <laughs> <laughs> because it won't fit on one. Remember when? Or when both movies, sides. Remember when movies were on VHS? Yes. And when they were extra long, they Titanic. were on two. <laughs> yes, Titanic and Saving Private Ryan. Yes. <laughs> the Green Mile. Yes. <laughs> Voice actors John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, and John Turturro appear in the film. What other 1998 yes. film did they appear Nobody in? In 1998, what was that big Lebowski? Nobody talked about John Turturro being in this film. And he wasn't in number four, but he was in the original. He was in his agent. I wrote Cuban guy, but he's... Cuban guy? (laughs) Yeah, he was, he was. He was in the original. (laughs) Yeah, I figured figured that out because he was also in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I am a man of Zero. Okay, but he was in Barton Fink, which is, I thought, the movie you were talking about before I realized you were talking about Big Lebowski. So apparently this film was the shortest screened in the theaters of any uh, Transformers that film. It was only in theaters for nine weeks. That the first Transformers was 18 weeks. Revenge of the Fallen in 2009 was 16 weeks. Dark of the Moon was also 16 weeks. And Age of Extinction ran for 15 weeks in 2015. This movie sucked. This movie blew. But look at all we've gotten from it. It's very true. We got a lot of a bad thing, Ryan. We got a you, lot out of a bad thing. Okay, here's a cool fact. This is John Goodman and Steve Buscemi's sixth collaboration. I love oh, this fact. Nice. Do you know this? Do you want to f- finish this off? Uh, or do you want me to go with it? I'm just going to say, I'm going to say two of them, and you can say the rest of them. Okay. I'm going to say Monsters, Inc. and Monsters, You. Yeah, Big Lebowski, uh, Barton Fink, and yeah. the Hudsucker Proxy. I have no idea what that movie 1994, is. 1994, the, uh, the, 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 it's an art-ish film, and the guy looks like he's about to jump off of a building on the front, and he's got, like, Urkel pants. He's got high-waist pants. Oh, does he spend the whole movie on the, the yeah, ledge, yeah, and, like, different yeah. people come and try yeah. to take him down? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Uh, any other stupid... Oh, did you know any other cameos you said... You asked us today. Do you have any that we haven't mentioned? Oh, this nope. Is I think we got them all. No, we got Tony Hale, Buster okay. Bluth. Oh right, Buster. Buster. You gotta trust Bl- the physics. <laughs> you gotta trust the physics. Tell tell the audience what he played because they have no idea. He played a a, a physicist who figured out that uh, Cybertron was coming towards Earth and that it was gonna fuck shit up. And then they didn't listen to him. And they did listen to him because it happened. Yeah. And he was like, "No, science is gonna solve this." And then it turns out, no, Transformer Magic solved it. And he was, everyone was really happy when the Transformer Magic solved everything. And he's grumpy in a corner when. You can make a good argument that this is a very pro Christian movie. <laughs> this did very well with the Christian audience. Actor Steve Buscemi, who plays Day Trader, the Transformer, also played in Armageddon. 
and The Island, 2005, which were also directed by Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh, Michael Bay did Armageddon? Yeah. yeah. That was, that was not, like his breakout Why movie. did I not put that together? Well, because that was an actual good film. <laughs> was, that, was that him being subtle? When that film was there, I would have said at the, at the end when they showed a picture of uh, Bruce Willis, if they, if they said... Rest in peace. Oh my! I would have cried. I was on the brink of crying. You, mean you didn't? No, because it didn't. You I was like, monster. you. I was. It was like in that movie, Christopher Robin. When you see I Pooh, you're it. like, I'm, I'm gonna cry. And he goes, I've been waiting for you for 35 years. I'm like, I'm crying. <laughs> you, Pooh. And apparently, Eeyore is 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 voiced by uh, Peter whatever from uh, yep. what's it Our called? Boy. Uh, Peter, Cullen. Whatever. Peter so Cullen. Aside, aside from facts, I have one fucking plot. Tw- can I, can I drop one more fact before, ahead, you, ahead, before, before you do plot stuff? Okay, ready? Uh, this one will be quick. Blenheim Palace, uh, former home of Winston Churchill, was the location they used to be the home of Adolf Hitler in that one flashback. Oh. There was a Hitler flashback? And I oh, yeah, it? there was a there's watch. There's a whole Nazi scene. Yeah, you there's a watch that kills Hitler and stuff. You yeah. know, I'm glad I didn't see that. that, that any it, Transformers and Hitler, I'm done. It was a weird... Like, yeah, it was weird. I don't want to see Hitler and Transformers. I don't like Hitler. It, was, it wasn't actually Hitler. You just saw the swastikas. And it yeah. was I don't want swastikas in a Transformers film. And I'm sorry. It was, just, it was on Winston Churchill's, like, home. It's weird. Didn't Trump just sit in Winston Churchill's chair? I don't know. Probably. Did you find it weird how Anthony Hopkins walked up to 10 Downing Street? Like, the front door. And he's like, hey... It's Prime Minister home. They're like, no, nah, sawed off. And he's like, that's fine. I'll just go in through the back door. So he goes in through like a secret tunnel. And then all of a sudden, so he like, goes in scenes. through this back tunnel. What back does room, sawed off door. mean? Fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he's just, hey, hey, Prime Minister. He's like, what the? F-? He's like, oh, yeah, I just took the back door <laughs> into the. This- it's not very good security over there. <laughs> Why was that scene in this movie? I. That was a scene I missed. I'm not gonna lie, people on the internet. I have one thing when they're yeah, up. Let's in the, do it. When they're up in the air, Mark Wahlberg has a constant. We didn't even mention this. Has a constant sort of like his daughter's not even shown in this movie. Whoever's daughter is in the first one, she sucks. All he does is text her, and he's he's upset because she's in college. And and uh, there's a scene where they're up above the ocean off the coast of England, hundreds of feet in the air. Maybe th- of thousands feet. of feet in the air. Hundreds of feet in the air. Commercial liner. Most of hundreds thousands hundreds of, of feet. Thousands of feet in the air. And you know what? He goes, give me your cell phone. I got to text my daughter. One to two problems. One, these aliens, transformers from different planets, can communicate to another planet. No one can fucking text his daughter. Well, two, he texted on a conventional phone. It's like an iPhone. And he fucking had a reception that high up off the coast of England in the middle of nowhere. That's 9-11 conspiracy that you're speaking. I don't want to do 9-11. I'm just saying that's bullshit. And then the other thing, there's, there's a see, scene where uh, the TRF guys and Mark Wahlberg realize they're working together. And he goes, I'm just doing this because I'm a good guy. They're like, yeah. And they one guy rips off his badge and then the other guy does. And I'm like, your badges were made of Velcro? <laughs> Because they're mercenaries. Earlier in the film, TRF TRF was hunting Mark Wahlberg, and Mark Wahlberg called them out on it. He's like, so, you know, before you guys were hunting me, and now you're fighting with me. But they're running around, rolling on the ground, and their badges can be ripped off with two fingers. And like a flip. Yep. Flip. 
Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't open a bag. Of, I couldn't open a bag of chips with that little wrist motion that they did. You just rip. Like I need two hands rip open to get those sweet chili heat Doritos. But they can rip off a military badge with just. Eh. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sure wardrobe had something to do with. I'm that. just saying, Michael Bay must have been worried about the explosions. You think that he didn't? Ever? I don't know, man. Two hundred and seventeen million dollars. He got all the explosions he needed. I wonder how many explosions they didn't use in the movie. So many explosions and no Megan Fox. It's a perfect Michael Bay. What happened to Megan Fox? Anyone know? He got pissed off at her because she was like, hey, I'm Megan Fox. And he's like, fuck you, I'm Michael Bay. And, and turns, that out make that any sense to turns out that he won that argument. Apparently, <laughs> Megatron, apparently Megatron's helmet design is based off the Transformers 1984. Uh, Transformers. I, I don't better. think that's the film. I think the film was 85. I actually have the sequel, the rare known sequel, uh, where they have to bring Optimus Prime back to Earth, uh, back to life. I had it on a DV, uh, the VHS, and I sold it on eBay for $300 in 2000, 2001. Yeah, there's a rare, unknown sequel to the Transformers film where you got... Uh, a Mark Wahlberg connection. Actually, this is not even written down. I remember. Do you guys remember? Uh, I think it's 1997's uh, film Boogie Nights. I was just gonna say Boogie Nights as a joke. Yes. Boogie yes. Nights. Okay, so Mark Wahlberg and uh, what's his name from Step Brothers with the curly hair? Will Will Ferrell. No, the other guy. Uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley and and um, Marky Mark are in a recording studio. Because they want to get away from the porn industry and the drugs. And he's looking to film or record his first album. And you know what song they sing? You got the touch. You got the power. Which is the Transformers song by Huey Lewis in the Transformers film. I think it's 1985 or 7. I'll look. But... That's an homage. That's the Mark Wahlberg Transformer connection. He sang in Boogie Nights, You Got the Touch. And You Got the Touch was the main song for the Transformers animated film. You guys know that? I do now. I was thinking, as I was watching this film, number five and number four, I was thinking I'd be happy to see someone who read the comics. I'd be happy to hear their opinion. Well, It doesn't uh, really matter, though, because the whole franchise started because of the toy, right? Like, it's all gone to crap now? You know, well, said, no, the whole thing started because this it, Japanese company was like, look, we made some toys. Yeah. Americans make some stories about them. Yeah, it's weird. So there's other things that started with, with anime, manga, and all that. Uh, the other version. What's the other one? There was... Gundam? Auto- what? Gundam Wing? Gundam and... Um, yeah, Gundam. And there was another one. I believe it's pronounced Gangnam. No, Gangnam stuff. <laughs> Gundam was one of them, and there was a there was a fa- a ripoff of the Transformers. Oh yeah, no, I don't I forget what they were called. Robot <laughs> yeah. Chicken made fun of them a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's cool that there's like a there's another connection too, in the fact that this is like a a night based story, just like Highlander Two. So kind of yes. like we kind of like GoBots. GoBots. <laughs> wow. A, it's just like a bad. It's like a bad name too. Okay, so we did this film. Uh, that was Alec. Thanks, buddy. Uh, if you just heard that, a pizza box hit the fucking mic. Sarah, thanks for coming. Um, do you have any recommendations? We have a few in the queue. Um, 
and I want people to really know that we did we do respect what you say. So if you message us, if you comment, but Sarah, you had a a, a way to get through it. And I think you had a recommendation for one of the Jaws films. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Yes, Jaws is my all time favorite film. So I would highly recommend any of two, three, or four. Now, Dave. Now, number two is good because there's stupid kids in it. Number three is good because it was meant to be seen in 3D, so some pretty cheesy scenes. And number four is good because there's no Chief Brody in number four. That's the one that takes place in the Caribbean. So, And there's an don't tell us too much. scene. Don't tell. Okay. So, so any one of those would be great. Now, Dave, I've seen Jaws. 1975. Yeah. I yes, think. I've seen it a million times. I could quote the shit. So if it. we see Jaws two, I feel like have you seen Jaws one? Not recently. Ooh. Right, but apparently the sequels three and four are just terrible. No, they're amazing. I and I haven't okay. seen Jaws two at all. So it would number be number three takes place in SeaWorld. When okay. and number when? four takes place in the Caribbean. Okay, when did number four come out? It was like 1980s, 1984 ish. Well, the the 3D rage the was was mid to early, uh, mid to early That's 80s because like there number was Friday was the 3D. 13th three in 3D. I remember that. I would also request any of the Friday the 13th films. Well, we we have some stuff yeah, coming closer, up. Yeah, closer to you know. Um, so, Dave, what I'm saying is. Okay, Jaws, Jaws 4. 3D, 1983, and Jaws 4, The Revenge, 87. Okay, so Ooh. every time my sister and I say anything part two, it's always part two, The Revenge. So now that I'm seeing that Jaws 4 is called Jaws 4, The Revenge, that must be where we got it from. So do you want to see, do, uh, you you pick. I'm saying don't do two because we've seen no, one. No, no, don't do two because two is too close to one because two still has Chief Brody in it. Number three is just the two sons that are grown up, and they one of them works at SeaWorld. Oh, you're telling us too visiting. much already. No, no, I'm just telling you, just so you can pick. And then number okay. three has is number four is is. I think we should okay. Three would be funny because of the close-ups, but apparently Jaws for the Revenge was a five-year gap. It was okay. So four-year gap. Three D. Jaws three D. Eighty three. Right. Jaws three. Jaws three D. Nineteen eighty three. And then Jaws the Revenge. Eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. The original Jaws was in nineteen. Jaws the Revenge, 87. What do you think? Yeah, we're going to do Jaws 4. Yep. Oh, thank you. We got oh, it. I'm so glad. You, you could, and anyone else that's listening, we will take your request so you don't have to come here in person. Just because we don't do them next doesn't mean we're not going to no, do them. No, we have a queue. We, we literally have no queue, but we remember it. I don't know why, but for some reason when I, I look up Jaws on IMDb, Jaws 19 comes up. So There's a 19th Jaws? What? No, it can't be right. It says Jaws 19. Maybe 2019. Imagine. No, it was made in 2015. Then it's probably not a Jaws film. I don't think there's... I really wish it's a Jaws film. I wish it's like a knockoff shark film, but it's just... uh, Okay, so uh, let's go to Super Crawl, everybody. It's not a Super Crawl. It's just our crawl. All right, let's do this. Uh, Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. Bye. Uh, don't, don't do it. Do the thing?